The year is 2023. New albums by Frankenstein's Jukebox alums, Taylor Swift, Blink-182, Dessa, Peter Gabriel, Tallest Man on Earth, The Hold Steady, Gorillaz, Naked Ladies, and Foo Fighters are released. On 420, the SpaceX Starship rocket goes up in smoke. In May, the World Health Organization ends its declaration of COVID-19 being a global health emergency. They still refer to it as a pandemic, though. From May 2nd to November 9th, 2023, a series of long labor disputes within the film and television industries of the United States take place, mainly focused on the strikes of the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA. One of the issues that the strikes sought to address was the continued rise of generative AI models who, leveraging advancements in machine learning and natural language processing, have become capable of creating realistic and coherent text, images, and music. In lighter news, sort of, in September, archaeologists in Zambia found the world's oldest wooden structure, dating back 476,000 years, consisting of two interlocking wooden logs connected by a notch securing one perpendicular to the other. Can these three non-musky innovators interlock their song choices to strike out against the nefarious specters of AI creation and smug tech bros to carve out a song promise to last through the years? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Welcome to Frankenstein's Jukebox. Uh, it is, uh, I am Jamie, and uh, before I, I say hello to anyone else, let me just tell you, the audience, how weird it is to do I this is just this past year episode, now that we've been going back <laughs> through the 90s. It's, I'm like, the year is 2023. That was last year. That's silly. That doesn't um, feel right. That's not right. <laughs> Daniel, hi, welcome. Hello. You have booked our guest for today and i would love to know all about the guest that we have sitting right here uh in the dark i can't really uh see <laughs> no, <I'm just> joking. <laughs> absolutely so yeah i've booked my friend jay to join us today jay is an extremely talented musician a very gifted comedian and just all-around wonderful person who i would love to have uh tell us a bit about himself yeah Aw, shucks. Thank you. I want to meet this Jay. He seems like a pretty cool guy. <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jay Zeta. Um, I am super excited. I'm a longtime uh, Frankenstein's Jukebox listener, uh, and I'm super stoked to be here today. I, I'm, I'm just, I love music. I love talking about music, and it seems like I've got a couple of folks here who are right up my alley in terms of the sort of uh, opinions we have about music and how strong we feel about it, and I cannot wait to get started. So I'm just just honored beyond belief to to be allowed to be a part of this. So thank you all for having me. Thank you so much for 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 joining us. And gosh, I mean, like I feel like there's nothing else to do but to to maybe jump into uh, how our 2023s were and then get going on some music stuff. Heck yeah. So. Jay, how was your 2023? What what did you get up to? Anything cool or or fun or? 
Yeah, my 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 twenty twenty three was pretty great. It was interesting listening to you do the the sort of uh, breakdown of of twenty twenty three, you know, in history. Uh, I was like, yeah. oh, the writer strike, oh, the SAG after a strike, wow, <laughs> like the, yeah. the heady bygone days of of you know summer <laughs> and fall twenty twenty three, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just last year. I um, acted in my first couple of plays in the Triangle since moving here from Wilmington in uh, 2020 uh, at the start of the pandemic. I'm originally from Kansas, uh, but I've been living in North Carolina since 2010. And um, so I I was in Fiddler on the Roof and um, A Murder is Announced, which is an Agatha Christie murder mystery um, with Carrie Players in 2023. And that was an incredible welcome to the community. Um, I really uh, have made a lot of friends, as you often do in in theater and other associated fields. Uh, you meet a lot of people mm-hmm. in a short span of time and become really close friends, um, and that was really great. Uh, in 2023, I also um, produced a audio play festival for the first time uh, through um, the Cary Playwrights Forum, uh, on which I'm a board member. So I that was the first project of that size that I have ever been like the one where the buck stops at to, to, to twist a (laughs) a grammatical construct. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it was great fun and I had a wonderful time getting ready to get started on that again for this year. So that'll be lots of fun. Uh, but yeah, 2023 was eventful and fun and, um, made a lot of new friends. How about you guys? I mean, Gosh, Daniel, top that. Oh, I I can't. My 2023 kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, it's all right. I uh, I had some some issues uh, at the beginning of the year that uh, led me to realize I have some issues with alcohol. Uh, so I've been addressing that, which has been very overall positive, but has been a struggle. My car also decided at the beginning of the year that it was going to shit the bed and... It decided to do that slowly, so after a good chunk of money, eventually I had put in $9,000 to get it fixed, and it still wasn't working, and I needed to replace the engine, which was going to be another $8,000, so I sold it uh, and got a new car, which is great. I love my new car very much. It was definitely a highlight of the year, was getting my, my new fancy car. But it was very a very stressful time dealing with all of that throughout most of the beginning of the year and then a few months later. Not having a car in the Raleigh area is a uh, difficult. It is not a easily traversable city. But there were there were also highlights. I got in a lot of family time. My uh, nephew is great, uh, and I've got another one coming along uh, shortly, which is very exciting. Awesome and. I got to do some really great traveling, uh, going out to Phoenix a couple of times, which is always fun. Um, got to go, uh, <laughs> visited Jamie. Uh, we went up to go see Dessa in DC, uh, and that was a blast. Uh, that was a very was fun so trip. Fun. So yeah, that was, those were kind of the highlights of my 2023, the highlights and lowlights of my 2023. So, yeah. uh, all in all a mixed bag, but 2024 is shaping up to be much better. So. That's awesome. Fantastic. I sort of had a similar sort of uh, rocky start to the year. uh, And then, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, changed some fundamental things about the way uh, I viewed myself and uh, sort of the world. And, uh, 
am now a, a different in a lot of ways than more myself in a lot of ways in terms of uh, how I approach things and how I live in the world, um, both genderically and not that way. Rekindled some old friendships. Um, so it's it was a year for uh, re-sort of re finding friendships and reconnecting with family and stuff. Um, and then other changes that aren't, aren't so cool, but are weird and are for the best. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a nice, good, uh, year full of stuff that, uh, I would say mixed bag as well. Uh, and, uh, I think that it kind of, I kind of had sort of like a, uh, a rolled low at the beginning and then rolled gradually higher as the year, uh, as the year progressed. Nice. And 2024 is looking to be uh, very good. Oh, I started school for a career that I actually like, which is going to be uh, fun. Hey. And uh, that's gonna and that continues into uh, into 2024. Um, I'm going to be a school counselor, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing something that I <clears throat> care about at all. So um, that is our 2023s. Um, I think. I'd like to try out this new segment I thought of the other night. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I, we are reaching a point where we, aren't, where we aren't going to be alive anymore for having... T- we won't be alive yet in the times we're going to be talking about, so I wanted to figure out a new segment for, uh, to replace the how was your year so that we don't have to be so much like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool, move on. So uh, I would like to present... Uh, the segment uh, with name that could change if we if we uh, think of a better name, uh, the random number generator, uh, where you add a U to the <laughs> word generator. And uh, I've gone to the Wikipedia page for uh, concert tours for 2023 and written down every tour that that happened that I felt uh, would be recognizable to. Well, to Daniel and then Jay, I assume, sort of, like you said, sort of a, working from a similar sort of uh, uh, knowledge base. Um, and then I also have all of the 80s, that same list uh, written down for each year, the 80s. Um, you can tell that certain people are updating that Wikipedia for, ver- for certain bands, but we're gonna, I'm going to try and expand it throughout the year so it's not just like Iron Maiden again. So... <laughs> How this is going to work is uh, I would it's gonna, we can be very quick if we want or it doesn't have to be. Uh, I would like uh, each of you in succession. Uh, let's start with uh, Jay, and then we can work to Daniel or whichever way uh, to pick two numbers, uh, one to seventy-eight, and I'm going to tell you what numbers those correspond with in terms of concert tour, and then you're going to pick which one you would prefer and why, uh, which one you would have preferred to go to and why. This will be a lot more of a fantasy and less of like a missed opportunity as we go into the 80s uh, rather than just like <laughs> these tours might still be happening sort of deal. But I'm into uh, it. I'm I love this idea cool. so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm definitely going to write a, uh, a song for this. Yay! A, little, a little jangle for the random number generator. I'm so stoked that generator. I get to be in on the ground floor for this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The ground floor, as we will. Um, yes.
Uh, so, Jay, I would love for you to pick a number, two numbers, one through 78, and not the same number, because come on. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, let's start 2024. Let's go with 20 and 24. 20 and 24. Okay. All right. Number 20 is, is someone that I put on because I thought, uh, I think I know sort of who, what her deal is. I know generally what her deal is. Uh, number 20 is Kim Petras. Hmm. Okay. And uh, number 24 is the Garbage slash Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds Tour. Okay. Now, if you would, I would also like to offer the opportunity for a re-roll if you have no strong opinions about either <laughs> one of those, because I think that's going to happen a number of times in the 80s, uh, especially if we've gotten, like, you know, Elton John again. Like, listen. Mm. Yeah. Elton um, sometimes. John every time. Well, I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Fair I, enough. I, bad, bad choice. <laughs> I know nothing about Kim Petras. Um, okay. Is, is, is that person from another band that I might know of? Or I just a solo think musician? So. I think it's sort of like a... Uh, I don't think she's... I think she's kind of a European... I think she's had some like viral-ish sort of uh, stuff before. Okay. Yeah. She, right. She's worked alone. Like she, She's just a solo musician. But she's done like... F- feature she's been featured on songs and like she's collabed with like Nicki Minaj before oh, okay um, right on. yeah yeah so so globally lo- beloved unknown to jay <laughs> yes. uh, yeah let's yes that's 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 okay. where we are there that's are many the, artists that fall into that category <laughs> um uh, i would say uh this is i recognized the name and thought what are the odds you know yeah. um i the other was garbage slash noel gallagher's High flying bird. Yeah, High the, flying the new birds. Noel Gallagher. Well, yes. new is weird. Okay, like, so so Noel yeah. and Liam Gallagher decided that they were never going to do music ever again together, right? And so Noel has his own right. new thing. Right on. Right. Um, well, I'm going to go with that one. Um, I assume garbage yeah. is a it's a double headlining bill with the band, yeah. the Transatlantic band, garbage. Yeah. Correct. I, I, yes. ha- I had tickets to go see garbage with Alanis Morissette when they came through a few years ago. And uh, I think it was a pandemic situation. It was that I remember mm. now it was those like three weeks before the Delta variant hit when we were all like going outside for the first time <laughs> in months. And it was like, everything's fine now. We'll buy tickets to a bunch of concerts. And then the Delta variant came down like a ton of bricks. And we were like, nope, not going to get to see some beloved artists that I have been wanting to see for my entire adult life. So I would definitely take the chance to see um, see see that one. I did meet yeah. Butch Vig one time, the drummer from Garbage. Oh, I met him nice. in uh, Wisconsin. He was um, getting the ready. Best place to meet he was getting ready to play at his, I want to say, sister's wedding. Um, and I met him uh, <laughs> while I was eating ice cream at an ice cream parlor that opened into an old historical building. And uh, so I was just eating my ice cream out of a paper cup and in walks one of the most important musicians slash producers of the nineties. Like this guy produced all the most important smashing pumpkins albums and like, never mind. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you, I, are you, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to bother you. I, I think you're great. You know? So, but yeah, that sounds like a dream. Like yeah. that sounds like, it sounds like a dream. Like, wow, that's awesome. But yeah. also like, but also the sort of like thing that would happen you in the had. Dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I promise it really happened. <laughs> it's the uh, sister's wedding part for me that is would be especially like 
oh, what a specific thing my brain just generated. Right? Yeah, That's... that definitely sounds like like dream logic. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, that is amazing, and I I definitely think that uh, that would be a cool a cool show to go to. Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to uh, put up the. I'm going to make a a playlist of the set lists of the bands for uh, the tours that we pick um, and put them up on Twitter. I'm going to look for like a North Carolina ish date uh, to to pick. Uh, otherwise, I'll get in touch with you and, and see where which exotic place. Uh, we're going to say that uh, in the future, the uh, random or generated tour ticket is a like a time travel device ah, to go back to the '80s, but also perfect. to wherever you'd like to go to. So, uh, if there's a place you've always wanted to, go, I'll get in touch with you. We'll we'll work it out. Um, <laughs> Sounds great. I came to the right podcast the, the, for Mad Science. That is, I mean, <laughs> exactly. it's in our name. Wow, branded. Correctly, <laughs> Daniel, uh, uh, one through seventy-eight, probably not twenty or twenty-four, unless you like. I mean, I I went to random.org and randomly generated a couple of numbers, which I know would would please you. Uh, so I got forty-two and seventy-three. Forty-two and seventy-three. So forty-two is Avril Lavigne. Okay. And seventy-three is Yola Tango. Oh, Yola Tango. Yeah, no, no, no shade that. to Avril Lavigne. <laughs> no, no, don't get but, me wrong. There's perfectly adequate musician, not a hundred percent my jam all the time. But right, Yola Tango is so great. Like I, I love yeah. Yola Tango. I would love to see them. <laughs> I almost didn't write Yola Tango down, but I thought if Daniel gets them, that's an obvious yes. <laughs> so we have to write them down. Yes, um, Daniel, I would. Lo- do you still have random.org up? I do. Can you get me two numbers? Absolutely. We're looking at forty nine. And 35. 49 is Sting, who went on tour this year, apparently. And 35 is Janet Jackson. Mm. We're doing the 80s this year, uh, <laughs> listeners. So. Let me just strap on my leg warmers. <laughs> Side um, ponytail. That's right. I think, yeah, and then whatever Janet Jackson's wearing these days, too. Um, (laughs) I think that I would probably... mm, I don't know. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Sting. I'm going to go with Sting. Um, The Police had the number one song uh, on the day I was born, so maybe I'll pay tribute to that. Um, So we're going Sting, Yola Tango... And garbage slash not Oasis, which is what I call that band. No, I don't. <laughs> Except for I did write that down. Um, so that was uh, the inaugural random number generator. Uh, Jay, I'm so stoked that you got to be a part of, of this Likewise. Uh, mad, mad experiment that we're doing. With that said, I would love to get into the Honorable Monsters section of the show, if we could. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. Daniel, I know that we had some responses to your uh, social media call for 2023. Uh, Good album song people. Good album song, people. That's what they call them. <laughs> Every podcast has Gasp. a name for their listeners. Good album song, people, is the official branding of 
fans of Frankenstein's jukebox. <laughs> that's it. That's that's canon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we did get uh, some some good responses uh, on both our uh, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it post, as well as in the Scavengers Net Discord. So uh, tweeting from the unsighted an English lit podcast who I believe is listener Chantel. It is. It is, in fact. We got, there are so many good ones uh, on I Am Not Myself by Hotel Mira Music, but Fever Pitch is probably my favorite. That's a great one. Uh, as well as Habitual by Honey Revenge. And uh, I love, this joke was very, very good. Uh, a Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift. Oops, I mean Eat Your Young by Hozier. <laughs> <laughs> very good joke if that joke interests you and you wish there was a podcast episode devoted entirely to exploring that connection uh there is a unsighted episode where they compare contrast uh Amaz proposal with uh eat your young by hosier beautiful um and it's very very good uh unsighted is a great show also when you're staying at the hilton in boston you look at your reflection in the hotel mira so those are my two responses to those two. Oh things. boy, <sighs> what else we got? Well, well, what else we have is uh, Colin M. Parker uh, in the oh, Scavnet Discord. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I know that guy. Said basically every song on One More Time by Blink One Eighty Two. Shocker. Mm. To be specific, Dance with Me, Anthem Part Three, Bad News, Other Side, Turn This Off, Turpentine were killer tracks. Green Day and Alkaline Trio had new albums this year, but put out some of those singles last year. Not sure if those then count. But Bad Time and Versions of You by Alkaline Trio was really fun, and Look Ma, No Brains by Green Day were great. Landmines by Sum 41. I feel like that's somehow all I remember even coming out last year. Landmines was a surprise. Um, yes. I, I want to say that it's the first time they've been in the top 20 of the Billboard charts since their peak. Like since the since the all killer no filler right. does this look infected days something mm-hmm. like that so yeah landmines yeah. is a is a bop um, it I, I do a I countdown I do it. a countdown every year and it was on my short list it didn't quite make it to my top list but uh, yeah I was I was very surprised that some forty one still is bringing it in twenty twenty three yeah side note about your countdown it is one of the highlights for me every year i love reading through your countdown posts (laughs) and that was one of the reasons why i was so excited to have you on the show like obviously you love talking music and and fit in so well with us and your your countdown i was so so interested to see what your top ones were gonna be yeah and yeah it's always a delight Uh, thank you i i I have such a good time where can people find that that is entirely on my facebook page um and so if you're not my friend then you probably don't have access to it and (laughs) that's just more reason to become my friend i suppose um but uh yeah it's it, it started in 2011 out of a desire to have something to do in december because I'm one mm-hmm. one of the like literally less than one percent of the American population that doesn't celebrate Christmas, um, and mm-hmm. so when everybody else is feeling the festivity of the holiday season, um, whether that be religiously or or uh, just uh, culturally, I don't really fit into that. So I was like, well, I can feel sorry for myself, or I can find something that I can do at the end of the year that I look forward to for the whole rest of the year, just like everybody else. And uh, in my case, it's. Uh, it's uh, exhaustively cataloging music. <laughs> so it's just a natural outgrowth of me making sure that I put the country of origin in the iTunes 
you know, uh, ID three tags on all my old MP threes as a teenager. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've just carried that into the, into the present day. So I'm glad you enjoy that, Daniel. It's, uh, it's a highlight of my that year. We too. haven't been friends before this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? This is, um... Well, here's to, yeah, that's a, here's yeah, to lasting friendship. A, a pretty here. big travesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's going to start. Uh, I started uh, a countdown podcast that was listened to by half dozens of people uh, <laughs> of the alternative songs chart. Yeah. Um, I couldn't publicize it because it was very illegal, but yes. uh, I did do it for uh, seven or eight years. So yeah, uh, yeah, right around the same time. Very cool. Yeah, very very cool. And I will be friend requesting you. Our last honorable monster from uh, <clears throat> from the Discord was given to us by Briar. Uh, Briar picked Inico's song Jericho, uh, one with which I am unfamiliar. Yeah, but I I have seen the things that Briar has posted before, and he's got some good taste, so I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, for sure. Cool, great, uh, great contributions from the from the listeners, um, and I am stoked to hear. Uh, with that huge intro about uh, you paying so much attention to to all of the stuff that was released in uh, 2023, I would love to hear what you didn't bring to the to the songs with your honorable monsters jay well i am excited to get into it uh, because i do mine as a countdown um every year let's uh let's start with uh with number six and work our way up to number two uh i thought about like twisting it around a little bit and being like hmm well that was that was all of three and a half weeks ago so what has my heart you know <laughs> decided or, or the new reordering of of my list but right let's just stick with what i know works <laughs> Um, so, uh, my first honorable monster is like everyone else by, uh, an artist named Zeph. Um, she is an Asian American, uh, musician from Maryland and, um, it is a great sort of alt pop song, um, about wanting to be more important to your crush, like wanting to be a bigger part of your crush's life. And it starts sort of like platonic, like, like, you know, it can be platonic. That's fine. And then over time, you kind of get the idea that maybe she wants something more romantic, but but she's okay with whatever whatever she can get. You know, like if 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 the person that she's interested in is is just wanting to be friends, that's great too. And I like that sort of messaging. And also, um, she yeah. wa- she wonders whether the fact that he's um, always nice is uh, somehow an indication of of interest or something, which hopefully indicates that toxic masculinity Oof. is on its way out among Gen Z. Uh, one can hope. That would be fantastic. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear more from Oof. from Zeph. Um, next up is Watching the Credits by The Beths. Um, the Beths are from oh. New Zealand. I got to see them live um, in 2022, I think it was. And then they came through last summer, and I completely missed the fact that they were here. And I'm so bummed about that. Um, but uh, their album, which is called Expert in a Dying Field... Um, is a great, great album. And uh, Watching the Credits was released on their deluxe edition of that album, which came out in 2023. It's a song sort of about being a filmmaker who's frustrated with the process of filmmaking and like your actors aren't able to cry on cue and all their hard work is left on the cutting room floor and you're just 
beating your head against the wall trying to make this thing work. And I love the Beth so much. There are their their bread and butter is sad songs that sound like happy songs if you're not paying too much attention. Yeah. That is my favorite yeah. subgenre of songs. So that's uh yes. that's, Same. that's one of my faves. Yeah. Um, the next one I've got is Hot to Go by Chapel Roan. I was not familiar with Chapel Roan until last year. Um, Red Wine Supernova came on uh, randomly one day, and I was like, okay, this is pretty good, but I didn't think twice about it. And the way the algorithm works, once they get their hooks in you, then you, it's time for sing- uh-huh. single number two. And I heard Hot to Go. Uh, <laughs> and Hot to Go is a very silly song about just being horny and uh and um it's uh it uses the old uh you know are you familiar with hot dad mm-hmm. i have heard of hot dad but- hot dad is a uh, sort of a viral comedy kind of um youtube songwriter and uh, he did a song uh that was about crazy bread to the tune of crazy bee by buck cherry is that what it is i don't remember mm. but it's all about um it's all about little caesar's uh, but but if what if Little Caesars but sex, um, not butt sex, not not Little Caesars butt sex. <laughs> wait, Little Caesars. Wait a minute, but sex. Um, oh boy, yeah. we might have found the title of the episode. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> but so hot to go reminds me of that because it's that sort of like hot and fresh and it's ready to go and come get the fast food or whatever. So it's that kind of thing. Wink, wink. So right, yeah. <laughs> um, next pizza, wink, wink. <laughs> next up is um, "I'm Fine" (parentheses No Really) by Dury. Dury are a pair of siblings in the in the realm of Van Halen and other such bands. Their last name is Dury, um, Austin and Taryn, and they are um, siblings from Minnesota. And uh, they make sort of DIY punk music that's very hooky. Like, uh, it's just fun to listen to kind of compared to the front bottoms on some level. Um, mm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's some of it packs an emotional punch. It's not quite as, as like, Oh wow. Talk to your therapist as, uh, as the front bottoms, but, um, right. but it, you know, it, it, it delves in a little bit on some, some feelings. Um, uh, there's some like late stage capitalist lyrics in there as well that are super great. Um, but yeah, I'm fine. No, really is fantastic. Uh, there's a bridge where they rattle off a bunch of small talk phrases that people say to each other when we can't interact with each other on any kind of human level. And uh, just listening to a bunch of mm. small talk phrases that I hear almost every day at work. Um, I'm just like, this This has got to go on my list. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm fine. No, really. Um, then the last honorable monster I have as a, uh, fan of the show, I'm sure you guys, you, you folks are probably, uh, super into this as well. Um, Dessa put out an amazing new album, Bury the Lead, and, uh, the song Chopper is fantastic. I mean, there's more to love about the album. So many great songs, but Chopper is, it just hits a sweet spot that I seldom hear. Uh, and I, I just, I could not get enough of that song. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I can, I can, we can, we can do a whole podcast episode about that one song. (laughs) For sure. uh, Yeah. Suffice to say, um, if you haven't listened to Dessa yet, listen to Daniel and Jamie and get yourself into Dessa as soon as you possibly can, because there's no reason she shouldn't be a household name in 2024. Get out there and buy all of her stuff. For sure. 
Yes. I think it's really funny that the last uh, Honorable Monster was from an album called Bury the Lead. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Yes. What were your uh, Honorable Monsters for the year? Boy, howdy, was it hard to narrow this down. Uh, yeah. I was just talking with my uncle about it uh, last night about how this year, this past year, was so good for music. There was so much great music that came out. Uh, I also, I last minute took the Beths off of my honorable monsters, but they they definitely were up there. They were uh, a new discovery for me in 2023. I was unfamiliar with them beforehand, and they're phenomenal. But I went with Twenty Dollars by Boy Genius. Yep, yep. Just, I mean, that that whole album is amazing. Is a phenomenal supergroup, and every song off that off that album I could talk about until I'm blue in the face. But <laughs> there's something about twenty twenty dollars was just so great. I had all of my aspects picked for it early on in the year. I was like, this is going to be my song. I know what I'm going with for it, and then everything came out. So, oh, mm-hmm. anyway. Next up, I went with. Uh, Bad Idea Right by Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Oof. I almost brought that as mine. <laughs> wow. It is uh, an incredibly relatable song. If we want to talk about songs about being horny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's it's just such a fun bop of a song. Right? Yeah. And I really slept on Olivia Rodrigo for a while. Same. Like the, her first album came out and I was like, I heard a couple things. I'm like, oh, this is good. But like, this was also like right around the time when I was starting to open up to liking pop a lot more. I was, I was just very anti-pop for way too long. For sure. Yeah. Same boat here. There's just been so much good stuff recently that's like, you know what? No, this is popular for a reason because it's good. It's good stuff. It might be a little formulaic sometimes, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. For right. sure. For sure. I'm in the same boat. Like, I typically don't listen to pop music. And so, if, if you know, if a song in the pop sphere, like, cracks through into my uh, uh, awareness, that's kind of a rarity. But Bad mm-hmm. Idea Right is, it made it to my list this year. It, it's one of the only pop songs that did. I was watching um, Todd in the Shadows on YouTube. He's got a uh, annual countdown of the best and worst pop songs of the year. And Bad Idea Right was on there. And in his commentary, he said that Olivia Rodrigo likes the same bands that I like. And I was like, that's an important distinction. Correct. Right? Yes. Yes. That's, like, that's, yes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> For sure. That's why it clicks with me is because her influences <laughs> click with me, too. So, For sure. Gosh, for for sure. The Mountain Goats released a new album this year, uh, Jenny from Thebes, which has a lot of amazing songs but fresh tattoo is my pick off of that one jenny from thebes reminds me a lot of transcendental youth which is another album of theirs that i i really love transcendental youth is uh such a great album and this is very reminiscent of it i think uh it has a lot of kind of jazzier tunes a lot more horns and fresh tattoo is like a almost a wistful sad song without it's uncharacteristic of Mountain Goats, I think, because it's a song that sounds sad but isn't, whereas most of their stuff, like you were saying earlier, <laughs> doesn't sound sad but is. Right. But it's it's a phenomenal song. I also, of course, gonna pick a Dessa song, but 
I, I wound up going with Hurricane Party, which was a song that I really enjoyed. But then when seeing her perform it live, just like punched it up that extra bit for me. That's mm-hmm. just, it's such a groove and just a lot of fun. Absolutely. For sure. And then last but not least, Wolfman released the song I Can't Party, which is very funny and also just a good song. Uh, very bass heavy, as uh, one might expect from a Wolf-based band. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Wolfpack or Wolfmon or any of the Wolf family. Um, I think I've heard of Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been I've been introduced to some Wolfpack. Um, there's a guy named Ty in the in the Raleigh Improv uh, group that uh, introduced me to some Wolfpack. Um, yeah, in, incredible bass lines always. Always um, very good bass lines. A little jam bandy, but um, but that's you know, fair. That's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super into it. Anything that has a fun bass line, you know, I'm on board at least as long yeah. as as long as it takes to listen to the song, you know. Yeah, like, yeah that was great. So, uh, and I can't party is basically just bass and vocals, and d- any song that mentions Natalie Portman and Don Rickles in the same line is gonna. Uh, uh, <laughs> Just immediately get on my good side. <laughs> All the greats. All the greats. <laughs> so I believe those are my five. Right on. I feel like I have heard that Fantastic. song earlier this year. And um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like I did hear it. Um, and Hurricane Party by Dessa, to go back to that real quick, um, as a person who was born and raised in Kansas, uh, any song that includes uh, references to The Wizard of Oz already has my attention so hurricane yeah. party is fantastic and i'm so jealous that i didn't get to see dessa on this album tour hopefully next time she comes through hopefully i would love Definitely. for her to come through to north carolina but that would be i think we amazing. were at the same uh show that one time that she was the weather at the uh welcome to night vale podcast yes. yeah um, that was how i found tour. out about her yeah i think we were both at that show yes yeah that is awesome yeah, absolutely. And then I can go down and visit you in North exactly. Carolina. Exactly. And we can all, all of us go together. That'd be fun. Solid. Cool. Well, my honorable monsters are... I'm trying to think if I'm going to, to, to uh, make a last, literally last minute change. But I'm... Uh, so we'll start and see how I, how I get... Uh, we'll see how I get by the end of, of the th- things I'm saying. Um, I also had Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Bad Idea, right? That was this close that like it was like if one of you had picked a song by the band that i picked i would have picked a uh, bad idea right like it was it was that close it was sort of the you know, alternate sort of deal uh it's yeah it's that that whole album it's more uneven but i like some of the i like the songs that i like on it better than the songs from the first album like i i think the the first album was uh, maybe more samey, but I think it was samey in a way that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has more variety, but it has some songs where I'm like, yeah, all right, that's okay, that's fine. But uh, Bad Idea Right is, it, stand, it stood out immediately as really exceptional. For sure. I also, uh, in addition to uh, Colin M. Parker, had Anthem Part 3 uh, by Blink-182 on, uh, on my list. Um, it was very exciting uh, that Tom finished his mission of discovering aliens and got to come back to the band that he missed uh, so much in the story in my head. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, I've been, a, you know, 
all the <laughs> anthems part one and two are highlights of the albums that they're on and this is also a highlight of this album it's the song that starts off the album and uh it had one of the most hey do this for frankenstein's jukebox uh, aspects <laughs> that i have ever heard in like uh the first time i listened to it i was like wait i want to do that uh the aspect was uh rhyme have the same sound at the as the last sound of your verse and the first sound of your chorus it was uh get up and resist this time blah blah blah, blah. i was like ah, i want to do that but that was sort of second alternate. Um, it was a, it's a great song. Uh, some of these songs I didn't pick. Uh, my uh, reason that I sometimes don't pick them is uh, how, what aspects do I pull from them? They're perfect. I don't know. Like what? Like it? Be immaculate is not an aspect that I think we can achieve. Um, <laughs> that is that is a difficult a difficult bar to set. <laughs> Revolutionize a genre. I don't know that we can in like. Um, I have a song that I uh, I heard on the in an Uber going to a cruise ship in March uh, that I immediately was like, what is this? And wrote it down on my phone and then put it into my list and then forgot about it for six months. And then when I was looking at this over, I was like, what is this? Ooh, good job, past Jamie. Nice, nice job. It is uh, Tori Kelly's Missing You. Uh, all lowercase on that one. Uh, think about if someone took like a 90s R&B jam and accidentally put it on 45 RPM instead of 33 and then it worked and then someone sang at a normal like pitch and speed over it it's it's one of the most like what is happening here instrumentals that I've ever heard and it it really works as sort of like a I don't know it's kind of a I think uh, I dare, I dare I say, I, I believe uh, that it may be a bop. I would have to go back and recheck uh, some definitions, but as far as I'm concerned, it is a bop. Now, here's uh, one of the genres of song that I found that I was really getting into uh, in 2023 was songs I watched people react to on TikTok, and this is one of them. Uh, I found myself listening to this far more than. <sighs> That's not true. I've always liked this kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody, let's play as many genres as we can in one song uh, type of genre. It's uh, Falling in Reverses, Watch the World Burn. This song is very uh, good and it goes it goes from like really good sort of nice flowing rap to just absolutely screaming just like really really loud as loud as like from autumn to ashes levels of screaming. Uh, and uh, I really like that uh, juxtaposition, and it sounds really cool. Okay, so then, now we're going to see if I'm going to do an audible. Honorable Honorable Monster, we don't need to talk about it. I did like that From Bottoms album that came out this year, and mm. there was a song, Batman, that was on my list for a long time, but I needed to narrow it down. And I was like, don't mention that one, because you have already five. So I'm mentioning that now. And then my <laughs> Honorable Monster uh, that uh, did make it, and it sort of feels like, well, I got just I just got greedy here. But you know what I did uh, is uh, from the Boy Genius album, it's called uh, We're In Love. It's just the most dreamy sort of like, speaking of sounds like you're in a dream, like I like cerebrally connected images that are just really, really haunting and beautiful. Uh, sad in a way that feels romantic, and uh, I really, really liked it a lot. That whole album, yeah, I could talk about it forever. I, I could watch them talk to each other about it forever. I could watch them talk about anything. They are The three of them are the most entertaining 
three people I've seen in a long time talking amongst each other. So those are my honorable monsters uh, for 2023, which means now it's time to talk about uh, that number one slot on the countdown, Jay. What what came in at number one? Uh, well, my number one song of the year is by a, a, an artist that I've been a huge fan of for many, many years. The song is Mindful Solutionism, and the artist is uh, the legendary underground rapper Aesop Rock. Um, he's my favorite rapper of all time. Um, whether he's underground is debatable at this point. He's been doing this right. for so long. If you, you know, <laughs> heads know, and I'm not a real head, so I cannot claim to be knowledgeable about hip hop or rap in general. Uh, right. I, I came to rap music much later in life. And uh, so a lot of the sort of seminal works that are considered, you know, sort of the the groundwork upon which modern rap has been built are completely foreign to me. Um, and so... I find that um, I click with a lot of um, nerdier rap and stuff that is like, you know, stuff that I can wrap my brain around. Like, uh, so Aesop Rock has been a huge part of my adult life. And uh, Mindful Solutionism is just a fantastic song. Uh, we, sh- we should probably um, take a moment before any listeners get the wrong idea to uh, indicate that Aesop Rock and Aesop Rocky are two different musicians. Um, Correct. You know, different guy, different style, no shade. But uh, when I hear ASAP Rocky, I feel nothing. Um, <laughs> I, Did you see? They posted a video on Reddit a number of years ago where they got to meet, and I was really yeah, happy about that. It was it was great. <laughs> the, the two of them was like, "Hey, look at that! It's that other guy that people say is me." Um, but yeah, that was great. But yeah, um, so ASAP Rock is fantastic. He, if you mm. know one thing about ASAP Rock, it's probably that he has a huge vocabulary. Um, Mm. and, um, so that was a big part of what drew me to him back, you know, gosh, almost hell, almost 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. Um, but, um, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, mindful solutionism was the first single off of integrated tech solutions, which is his amazing ninth album, uh, sort of a concept album about technology. And that's one of the reasons why I love this song so much. The album came out on November 10th and by early December, like three weeks after the album came out. I'd already listened to Mindful Solutionism 112 times on Spotify, making it my number one most listened to song of the year by far in a little over three weeks. So um, there's a lot to love about it. Um, One of the things that I love the most about it is that the production, which is also by Aesop Rock, um, reminds me of one of those old viral videos where some irredeemable nerd put together a stack of floppy disk drives and, and programmed it to play the Imperial March or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? It's that kind of like buzzy, like uh, jumping around uh, from one octave to another, which kind of creates a, a amazing sort of dissonance where even if it's in the same key, when you jump around octaves too much, it makes it hard for your brain to even perceive whether it's all in one key or not. Right. So I, I really love that. Um, and speaking of irredeemable nerds, I'm one of those nerds, but I don't, I don't know how to code. So who's the real loser? Right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so there's there's bleeps and bloops, there's record scratches, um, and it's all about technology. It tells the entire history of human advancement via technology in the course of three and a half minutes, um, which is great. And before we started recording, Jamie, you asked me if I was familiar with the song The Grand Experiment uh, by Doomtree, and I am. I'm wearing a Doomtree shirt right now, in fact. 
And um, I was actually going to mention it because in the opening verse of The Grand Experiment, Dessa uh, tells the entire story of human progress from the Big Bang to splitting the atom in one verse. So I, I love that. That's always yeah. fun to, uh, to sort sure. of take us on a journey that goes forever. So, so, yeah, so that's my song. Fantastic. When I heard it, I was like, oh my, this is really, really, really good. Like, it was overwhelming. My, it overwhelmed my senses about how much I enjoyed it. It was like it was scratching an itch I didn't know I had, which was yeah. really, really uh, cool. Yeah, and the technology focus is so great for 2023 um, with, you yeah. know, with concerns about AI. Like, you, you broke it down in the intro. You know, like, uh, yeah. there's so much going on technologically. And the chorus of, you know, if it's out of the bag, then it's out of the bag. Now that is a powerful cat. We're talking about once artificial intelligence and, and just neural nets and all that kind of stuff, now that it's been unleashed upon the world, how do you unring that bell? You probably right. can't, you know? So I thought yeah. it was a, a great way to sort of sum up a very scary thought about the future in sort of a silly cliche that they hang the whole hook of the chorus on, um, which yeah. is uh, it's a ballsy move to, uh, to do that, you know, hanging, hanging, sure. hanging the hook on a, on a lyric that may or may not, make people smile like i'm just like mm, if it's out of the bag then it's out of the bag times four or whatever like, all right you know or maybe it's times three whatever it is but yeah out of the bag Excellent. powerful cat is like such a good such a good line like such a good rhyme it's yep. just i love it so much yeah yeah for sure first oh, yeah, time i heard sure. it i was like I, I almost went to go get my glasses so that I could take them off dramatically and go, damn. <laughs> well, and you were a cat lover as well. Like I, I, I love cats. True. I love cats and I've, I've been a cat owner, but I'm deathly allergic to them. So I try to steer clear of most cat based things in the Fair. present day. So it's a, it's a testament it's so nice to how great this, enjoy song, this was. song That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he also has such a cool voice. Right? Like yeah. his voice is so distinctive. Yeah. Um I just love it so much. Do you know I I wasn't I debated whether I was going to bring this up. Do you know the Uncluded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's him and uh, Kimia Dawson from uh, is it Moldy Peaches or Dirty Projectors yeah. or what Moldy Peaches? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Moldy yeah. Peaches, yeah. Yeah. Uh the the song um Delicate Cycle is one of the like if you like this song mm. and you want to be weirded out in a different way go listen to delicate cycle as uh aesop rock talks about uh sending um a body piecemeal by the mail and uh <laughs> it's it's very frankenstein's jukebox it, very much yeah. so <laughs> it really is it's it, and it, and also uh you might cry during the, yes. the course of the song so yes you know, look forward to that. Uh, great, great pick. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Daniel. Jamie. What did you bring for your song for the song from Ice? Well, I brought a song from an artist I've been a fan of for a while. Um, my my good friend Whitney Nelson turned me on to this artist. And I was familiar with a lot of her singles uh, that she released, like, right before she released what turned out to be her second album but like her first like legitimate album i guess mm. and uh so her name is tessa violet she used to be a vlogger hmm. but then transitioned into making music instead which i feel was a good call <laughs> because her her music is very it's indie pop i think is the best way to describe it which is a weird combination of words to say but <laughs> yeah it's it's the best way it's i mean she's 
listed uh, on Wikipedia as a singer-songwriter, mm. but it's hard to give that, like, singer-songwriter to me gives a very different vibe uh, sure. than, than what she brings, especially after seeing her in concert this past year. It was very much a pop performance, nice. more than just like a concert of an artist playing their songs. There was a whole, a whole performance to it. It was absolutely amazing. But this year she released the album My God, which has just banger after banger on it. So many good songs. Uh, but I wound up going with Kitchen Song, which is, there's actually two versions of it on the album. Uh, there's Kitchen Song and Kitchen Song Voice Memo. And she played both versions at the concert, one right after the other. <laughs> which one first? Uh, the normal version first, and then the voice memo version after that. Because it's acoustic and a little, it's a stripped down version. Okay. But she's like, this is my favorite song on the album, which is why there's two of them, and I'm going to play it again, because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> which was just great. But yeah, so I went with Kitchen Song by Tessa Violet. A quick side note for a plug for one of my favorite playlists that I've ever created. Uh, it has Tessa Violet, Dessa, Lizzo, and Sylvan Esso. Just all of the songs that they've done. And it's my Tessa, Dessa, Lizzo, and Esso playlist. Uh, and is very fun to say and even more fun to listen to. It's my, it's my favorite part of Fox in Socks by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> After where, like, where, where, like Rage Against the Machine, he lists all of the artists he yes. listened to, sort of in yeah, yeah. 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 precisely. It comes right after the Tweedle Beetle, Tweedle Beetle Puddle Paddle Battle, exactly. <laughs> Which is what they were going, where thinking of calling Twitter, but then they went uh, a different way. Yeah, yep. I think of that playlist every time I see uh, any of those artists, nice. and uh, right before, like the day of that, we exchanged what songs we were playing. We're picking for this. I heard it on our shared, our blended playlist on Spotify. Mm. And I didn't think anything of it because of that playlist. So I was like, yeah, of course they have. This is a song by one of the people on that playlist. Makes sense. It's going to be here. Should I pick it as my (laughs) thing? Like, I liked it so much, so immediately that I was like, I could, hmm, I could do, I like started thinking of aspects like first. And then you're like, it's this. And I'm like, Okay, don't have to do it. Great. That's, a, that's one. <laughs> so. Beautiful. Fantastic. You both brought uh, some killer tracks to, to the song compromise. So. Thank you. Excellent, excellent Thank job. you. What are you bringing? Well, uh, you know, I'm only allowed to pick uh, one song by an artist per decade. Uh, that's an established rule. Um which makes me uh, is the one of the only reasons why I'm really hoping that Taylor Swift uh, falls off tremendously uh, in the second half of the decade um, because I I burned that the first episode. But there's no rule against uh, there's nothing in the rule book that says that a dog can't pick uh, Frankenstein's jukebox picks or <laughs> that I can't have an honorable monster by the same artist as someone that I have my actual pick from. Uh, so Boy Genius was such a good album uh, that I had two songs that I wanted to play, uh, two sort of like like two-face different vibes uh, for these songs, but both very, very, very good. And the song I picked uh, is the song Satanist. I love the three personalities of these of these uh, musicians. And yeah, it's, it's very, very good. Uh, and it 
the whole as we said the whole album is really really good you should check it out also check out the rest which is the name of the ep of the other songs that they released uh which has also some very good songs on it too which means that uh now it's time to go back around and start pulling out some aspects jay yes i'm really really sometimes i feel like i can figure out what someone's going to pick out of a song okay now is not one of those times. Jay, go ahead. What is... <laughs> All right. So for my, th- my three elements, uh, the first element is that when the song begins, there is no instrumentation. For the first full measure, he's just rapping 2.5 million. And then when years ago happens, that's when the song kicks in. So the first whole measure is a cappella. And the song proper doesn't actually start until measure two. Does that make sense? Very good. Yes. Yeah. So like, and, and that's when the, the four, the set of four, you know, lines per stanza or whatever, that's when that starts. So that's my first element is start with a completely acapella opening measure. And then the song proper starts on measure two. Second one, the word technology is spoken five times in the song. And every time Aesop Rock says technology, there is a sample taken from what sounds like either a promotional thing or like an instructional video or something from like the 80s. And there's a man who says technology. Every time he (laughs) says technology, that happens too. So whatever key lyric, whatever like main idea lyric is in the song has to be accompanied when it is spoken in the lyrics by a sample from a bygone era of some kind. So whether that be an old movie or a film strip from when you were in grade school and they rolled out the the film strip thing and showed you news from before you were born, any kind of like old-timey sample that um that echoes the the most prominent lyric. So that's number 2. I'm I'm leaving my co-host ship to you. By the way, uh, if, if something happens to me, if uh, if something, you know, if I stop doing it, I, I bequeath it to you. You are destroying right now. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, and then third, one of my favorite lyrics from Mindful Solutionism is, uh, you can flirt with Doris and Poughkeepsie from a cozy geodesic dome in Sydney. And so my third element is that we have to mention an obscure architectural structure or component uh, in the lyrics somewhere. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Architectural structure. Wow. This is going to rule. <laughs> I already have thoughts. Your, your vote of confidence means so much. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Daniel, add, add some more spice to the sauce. All right, what let's, just, let's just jump right into it. Uh <laughs> So I uh, Kitchen Song is a very sweet little love song. Mm-hmm. And th- just plain and simple, I want this to be a sweet love song. I want okay. there to be, I don't know, like intimate almost. Not like intimate, oh, Jamie. Okay. Not like intimate. <laughs> it's, not a, again. it's not again. a horny love song. <laughs> no, it's a wholesome it's love a, song. It's a wholesome love song. And I, I would love this to be a wholesome love song. I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that. It uh, when I when I listened to the song um, today, 
it uh, it struck me that it reminded me of the first time that I heard my partner, then my fiance, singing from the other room. Do you know what I'm talking about? That yes. moment yeah. when you hear the person you love more than anything else in the world singing from so far away that they're not aware that you hear them singing. Like that moment. Yeah. So in the opening lines of Kitchen Song, mm-hmm. uh, it 100% hit that, that pulled on that heartstring for me. So I was so, so pleased to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, I think you're more me than me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how that's happening. No, you two are very, very similar. I've been looking forward to the two of you meeting for a long time now. If, if, if only we knew of a podcast where we took body parts and crammed them together. <laughs> it's a YouTube ch- show, and we don't talk about it because uh, we got shut down. <laughs> Our partnership with Duct Tape got immediately canceled, and I was really upset about it. <laughs> There's uh, there's a great part in this where like it's transitioning from the verse to the chorus, and there's uh, a group of people who just count down one, two, three, and then the chorus jumps in, and I love that. It's just it punches so much. I want a good countdown or count up, I guess, moment in this in the song. Okay. Awesome. And then last but not least, just because it's a recent obsession that I have started in on in earnest uh, over the past year, there's a chess reference in this song. I want there to be a chess reference in our song. All right. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. 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 (sighs) Jamie, what are you bringing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... I'm going to, the first thing is that uh, it will have three verses with the same structure of the verse. I uh, caught myself before I started talking about this uh, mere moments ago because I was like, hey, you're getting into aspects and that's not what we do here. Uh, This song uh, has each of the three members of Boy Genius uh, asking if the listener will be some sort of ist with them, Satanist. Uh, an anarchist or a nihilist and then they expound upon what that means to them and it's just i love a song where i'm like okay and now the next person is going to do their spin on this idea and i just it's just uh it's just so good and now we get to uh music aspects from the non-music person so <laughs> the first one is instrumentally the song's going to go underwater at some point. Oh. At the tail end of Satanist, it I can't I can't think of anything other than it basically feels like everything is submerged underwater for for a little bit and mm-hmm. it just it makes everything ugh, it's so good. And uh finally, the the example I'll be using from now on for people that are like I don't know music, I can't bring an aspect that is musical, chugga dun dun guitars. <laughs> Could you All elaborate? Right, hold, let me get that spelling right. Yeah. Chugga uh, dun dun. Chugga dun dun. Yeah. C H U G G A D U N D U N. That's correct. That is the correct spelling. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, yes. Chugga dun dun. It is. It's like Beverly Hills by Weezer. It's that same sort of chugga dun dun. Chugga dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. It's. Uh, in, we can interpolate it in it however we want. I just wanted to have sort of that like chunky and staccato sort of sort of situation uh I hear you. Done. yeah my, my my touchstone was um santa monica by everclear yeah which has that yes. sort of like 
dun dun chug a dun 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 yes yeah in summary for music uh we have no instrumentation at the beginning for the first measure and then it comes in in the second measure then at some point it's going to go underwater instrumentally and i would also and they're also going to be chug a dun dun guitars um that official musicology term lyrically we're going, lyrically, we're going to mention an obscure architectural structure. It's going to be a wholesome love song, and it's going to have a chess reference in it. Uh, and then other... Uh, <laughs> a key lyric from the song is going to be accompanied by a sample of a bygone era. Some people have called me a sample of a bygone era <laughs> once. Um, it's going to have a count-up to the chorus, and it's going to have three verses... One, two, three verses that all have the same uh, structure in some regard. I love this. Very I love much. this too. My my first thoughts are architecture and chess. Uh, calls mm-hmm. to mind castle. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's both of those things. Um, I'm gonna get fired. This is gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get let go. <laughs> you can't be fired. You're on the charter. <laughs> Castle, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chess. And architecture. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean anytime that obscure architecture is mentioned, my brain immediately goes to brutalism. Uh, because I love brutalist architecture so much. <laughs> and I was maybe in one of the nichest moments of my life, uh, I was at a They Might Be Giants concert recently. And they got to talking about how they were arguing about brutalist architecture on the bus ride over, what? like on their on their tour bus. Uh, <laughs> and I cheered so loud. It's like John Linnell is a fan of brutalist architecture. It's like yes, hundred percent, me too. <laughs> Lean into it, TMBG and brutalist architecture. This is my dream. I'm glad. I'm glad that TMBG came up on an episode where I am here because I have been a fan of TMBG for many many years. They were one of my first intros into modern music because I wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to listen to music as a kid and they did an episode of Tiny Toon Adventures in like 1990 or 1991 where yes. they had a couple of their songs featured. Um, the band formed in 1982 and so did I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also they, um, they used to use a giant cardboard cutout of the head of William Allen White as a stage prop. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it's in. He's in the um, "Don't Let Start" video. Um, William Allen White was a Pulitzer Prize-winning editor of a newspaper from my hometown, Emporia, Kansas. So nice. So they might be giants. Has always felt like a personal band for me. And of course, they're they might they, be giants. They they, they, they they belong to the world, of course. Uh, of course, but, uh, but I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad they came up today because they have special special a place special place in my heart. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love that. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Quick question. Mm. Um, I know, and Jay knows for sure, mm. but in case the listener doesn't know what brutalist architecture is. <laughs> uh, so brutalism, like brutalist architecture is uh, like w- kind of weird. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's a very angular kind of boxy architecture a little bit on the minimalist side while still trying to think of any good examples uh and of course my mind is completely blank right now um i wrote a paper on brutalist architecture uh years ago 
not for a class that I was in, but for a class that my ex-partner was in, and she didn't like writing papers, and I love writing, so I wrote all of her papers for her in that class. It was very unethical. That statute of limitations has run out. Yes, indeed. You're, you're in the clear. I was also very proud of that. I also wrote a paper on the movie Beast of the Southern Wild that was, I, I was very proud of it. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, just like a- angular kind of jutting out bits of buildings. Um, that's really the best that I can describe it right now because I'm just drawing a blank on good description of brutalist architecture. It's just really fascinating to me. Mm. Uh, okay. There's a uh, there's a building out in the Research Triangle Park in North Carolina that's like honeycomb shaped, like it's a bunch of honeycomb shaped kind of pieces put together. That's brutalist architecture. Hmm. Okay. That is like one of the first buildings that I was like, I'm really interested by this building because <laughs> <laughs> my parents used to work out near there, and we would drive by it every so often. I'm like, what? what is that? It looks like a beehive. And then I was researching brutalist architecture and that building came up. I'm like, oh, that's the thing. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Get, get in my mentions if you also like brutalist architecture. <laughs> my dad was an architect. Uh, and, nice. Uh, so he instilled in me uh, a love of parallel and perpendicular lines uh, when viewed through perspective. So mm-hmm. uh, I, every once in a while, I'll be like walking down a staircase at a museum somewhere and I'll take a photo of the railing of the staircase because the way that the perspective distorts right angles into acute and obtuse angles and that sort of stuff is just mind blowing to me. Sometimes you just get the perfect angle on a, on a a bunch of right angles that looks like it's, it's, it's a glorious visual story with just Mm -hmm. right angles and it blows my mind. So I love it. Big old nerd. Awesome. Fantastic. And I have lived in buildings almost my entire life. So like I also am, you know, um, <laughs> all right. You know, brutalist architecture being angular mm. um, does make me think of uh, if we want to have our song be uh, like have some like cool angular guitars in them, like Franz Ferdinand style, like uh, block party like style, like that sort of like early two thousands indie indie rock quote unquote that means nothing. That's yeah. that sort of sound. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of angular. Yeah. Agreed. That and like 80s haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It'll be pertinent for the rest of this season. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a, an, a, a mid-aughts indie rock style song here. Because I feel like we can throw in a bunch of this stuff pretty easily into that genre. Yeah. And really, I mean, the thing is like we've got a lot of... We only have a few musical aspects anyway. That's yeah. true. And so it, it lends itself to kind of a, a bunch of different genres. It's a little bit of a chameleon. Because mm-hmm. really the most important thing I'd say genre-wise that we have is the chugga-dun-dun guitars. Right, yeah. right correct. But I, I think we've got a lot of good options, but I, I really love lyrically, I feel like. The mid-aughts indie rock mm-hmm. is a good a good vibe for that. Yeah, sounds great. There's a lot to draw from. When you're talking about brutalist architecture, I was like, how brutal do we want to get musically? I don't, I don't think we can get too brutal because it's a wholesome love song. But That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, some of the most brutal songs out there are wholesome love songs. You know what I mean? That is like, true. It's like, yeah. it's a great, yeah, right sp- sp- to circle back to They Might Be Giants, 
They have a song. I don't know if I'd call it a love song, but the song I Blame You that they have has one of the most brutal lines. Mm. He finds her old hair comb she'd wear into town, can't bear to keep it or throw it away, gets down, back down on his knees, puts it back where he lay. Oof. Basically, it's a song of a couple that's broken up, mm. and he finds this comb that she used to wear and just like, I'm just going to leave it where it is because <laughs> I don't want to deal with the emotional yes. damage of all of that. Uh, and I just love that line so much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Relatable in just any number of ways, I feel like. like Who hasn't been there? Romantically, yeah. organizationally. Yeah. Organizationally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone saw right the, back, right, the inside of my apartment, everyone knows I just put stuff right back where it lay. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> if you leave it where you saw it, it's like you can deny that you ever saw it in the first place. Right. So it's like no one can get after you. That's for, true. You know. <laughs> cool yeah i like i like that a lot um i think that that lends itself like you were saying to the sample stuff and the like underwater mm-hmm. sort of instrumentation yeah, for sure like cool so i mean like i like the chess uh castle stuff we can do like queen situations bishops i would you know pawns like you oh, know sure for mm-hmm. the parallel structure of the verses yeah. yep yeah yeah, yeah well, maybe we, we could do, do like do from, love from between a queen and a king yeah mm-hmm. there you go Pawns, knights, or maybe, or maybe between one between one queen and the other queen, or one also king that and the other I king. like that. That's yeah. true. Hey, there are no rules. It right in in chess there, but in right yes well, I agree no rules. yeah but, in chess there's it, lots of rules, yes. <laughs> but in love there are no rules, <laughs> and in Frankenstein's jukebox there are also rules, but di- not not these rules, different rules. Right. Yes. Right. A lot. Con- a lot of people say, hey. Frankenstein's jukebox, same rules as chess? And I'm like, no, for the last time, no. It's not the same rules as chess. It's different rules. I'm going to on passant you there real quick. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> dumb chess joke. Nothing. I think yeah, you'll find that's a smart that chess joke. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the gambit, but it paid off. <laughs> hey. Got my chess pun dictionary over yeah. here. Love it. Like so, do we think that like the three stru- uh, the three structural verses, it would be like examining like taking three pieces and maybe there uh, there are three pe- three pieces of the of the board that are all like angling for the same piece across the board. So like they're all going for that night or whatever. Ooh, and there are various different ways of going. Like the you know the pawn is going methodically forward and like the you know okay stuff like that i like that i like yeah. that and because there are no rules except for the rules that are there and there and our rules it has to be a wholesome love song so maybe we're talking about a polycule situation i mean you yeah, know I i'm could, on board with that yeah I, <laughs> me too um so yeah i think that would i think that would work uh very cool you could yeah you could almost do like, because, you know, my, my aspect was just three verses that are structurally the same. You could have almost like a coda, like a like a like like an epilogue coda, mm-hmm. almost. That could be the underwater part if True we indeed. wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like kind of like a resolution of those, of the conflict into non-conflict sort of situations. I like that. We could have like each piece... Kind of each verse is each piece talking about what it brings to the table, or what it see, or what it sees in its chosen target of attraction. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the the coda being these all work together 
let's make this mm-hmm. work together type of thing. I'm into it. I love this. more fun with all the pieces. That is true. That is true. Also, Breaking Honorable Monster, coming to us late in the game from uh, our, our dear friend Az. Az has contributed the song uh, Planet of the Bass by Kyle Gordon. Yes. I think I know this one. Yes. It was like a Eurovision parody yes. type of thing. It was very well done. World uh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wait a minute. I know that song. Yes. Right? Yes, you do. It's the one. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'd forgotten about it, but now I remember it again. That is a great song. I'm amazed that none of us put it on our list. Yeah. It's it's so good. I think the fact that it's a parody kind of is is part of it. A little bit. A little bit. But it's... Oh, it's it's, it's so such good. a good parody of what yes. it like. It's doing such a good job of what it's of what it's trying to accomplish. Absolutely, like it's yeah. hitting every peak of that like European techno pop. That's just it's so well done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And the music videos as well, just so so good for them. You know, it's funny about uh, if it's the song I'm remembering, and I think it is. It has those like weird, almost idioms yes. that they're like. They're like, you're like, I see what you're going for, but that's not how that works. Yes. That is very sort of Euro popping. Yeah. Yes. My favorite thing about the Britney Spears song, Hit Me Baby One More Time, is that that, that phrase, Hit Me Baby One More Time, is one of those two. Because uh, the, is it Max Martin? Whoever it was that wrote it is like Swedish. Sure. And so he thought that that was like, call me. One more, like, hit me up oh. on my cell phone. Oh, interesting. Uh, but, and so he was like, all right, I got this whole song, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, that is not only not the idiom. It's <laughs> something entirely else. Like, it's entirely this whole other thing. <laughs> that you is blowing, hilarious. You are blowing my mind, Jamie. And here, <laughs> all along, I've thought that Hit Me Baby One More Time was a song about brutalist architecture. <laughs> I got my uh, BA in Brutalist Architecture. <laughs> Fun. Well, I think we've got the, the makings of something good here. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think so too. One might even venture to say, damn yeah. Damn yeah. Damn yeah is wow. my, favorite, my favorite interjection that no one ever uses, but everyone should. Damn yeah. That is damn good. Yeah. It is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to write damn yeah right over here. Just, right back, just in case. It never comes back up again. Good call. What I would love, Jay, if you are willing to, yeah, is once I get some guitar lines thrown down, mm-hmm. uh, would you be willing to throw down a bass line for us? Absolutely. Beautiful. Um, I love playing bass, and uh, I have wanted to collaborate with you, Daniel, musically for a long time. Yes. Uh, but it, but it's the it's the it's the story of the two bassists. Like right. we can't <laughs> we can't do it. It's been done. There's been Ned's Atomic Dust bin and there was Girls Against Boys and I think there's other double bass bands. Mm-hmm. Uh Two Ton Boa is one that I saw live that was There you go. Something. Yeah. Saw them open for the Dresden dolls back in two thousand six. Nice. Uh and I saw the Dresden dolls back then. Yeah, yeah. It with, was, uh, uh, with, with the hush sound and Panic at the Disco. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I I stood out like a th- a sore thumb at that show because it was 
Dresden dolls yeah. and was mostly, uh, you know, high schoolers and goths. Yeah. And I was there in my Carolina Hurricanes jersey because the Canes were playing <laughs> in playoff hockey that night. <laughs> Without and a stitch so, of clown white on your face. <laughs> not at all. And my, uh, my twin sister and I went, we decided we were going to come up with uh, aliases. Uh, and we're going to act like goths the whole time is we are not goths. Uh, not that there's anything, we have nothing against goths. I have several very gothy friends. Uh, some of my best friends are goths. Some of my best friends are goths, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we decided to, to adapt some personas and the highlight of that show was them pulling two Tunboa out on the stage for the, one of their encores because uh, they're not only were they a double bass band, they were also a yodeling band. Oh my goodness! And so Dresden Dolls and Duton Boa paired up to do a cover of "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin, and what? it slapped like so hard. What? It was so good. Ah! I, w- it was I wish amazing. I, wish I was there. Amazing. I'm trying to to will myself <laughs> into having been there. To yes. Time travel. Jamie, you've got the you've got the mad <laughs> yeah, science I've got the machine. <laughs> generator ticket. Set the dial to 2006. <laughs> Just cuz I'm thinking about it. Do you guys remember Tilly and the Wall? I do not. Their percussion was tap dancer. They no. didn't have a drum set. They had a tap dancer instead. It was a time to be alive for Outstanding. sure. That sounds like it. I'm, it I'm, was and l- it was good. I want to just really put that caveat out there that it worked. Early aughts, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like I listened wall. to them on Day Trotter sort okay. of situation, okay. which is where I found Dessa and Doomtree on Day Trotter. Right on. Nice. I'm a big which fan was, of, of any kind of like stunt instrument, like uh, yeah, like drums and yeah. tuba. Mm-hmm. I think I had an EP at one time from a record store that I found in a bargain bin from an act called Drums and Tuba, and uh, nice. they didn't have a bass. They had a tuba. No. So you don't need a bass. I mean, like, what if they didn't know? What if they were like, yeah. that's just the name of the band? That's it. The name that of the band is be... drums and tuba, but we've got neither. <laughs> it's all synthesizers. We play every instrument except for. My my old band used to have a song where one of uh, one of us played the blender. So there you go. Stack of floppy drives. Go nuts. Exactly. The, <laughs> what was the name of the blender song? Art piece. The uh, art piece is becoming uh, oft- oft-referenced song on, on Frankenstein's jukebox to the surprise of zero people. Yes, correct. <laughs> does, a, does a copy of this uh, art piece exist somewhere for you to put behind a Patreon paywall, perhaps? Or uh... I, I believe, yes, the, uh, we can definitely make that happen. Nice. Uh, in fact, I've got a copy of the entire concert that my band performed that we can we can make available for people because it, it should be out there because it was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Easily easily yes. a top three nights of my life for me was that uh, that performance in the after party afterwards. Uh, it was just a just a great time. Very fantastic. Cool. <sighs> Miss playing in a band. Uh anyway. That's why this show exists. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. <laughs> Do we have anything else that we wanted to say about the song or truly anything else? I feel like we've got some some good building blocks um Mm -hmm. okay i'm I'm the i'm the guest here so uh whatever your normal workflow looks like i'm into jumping in and being part of it um working on a baseline and everything yeah i'm sure that you folks are uh like old hat at this like you've already got all the gears turning so 
I'm super excited to hear what uh, what everybody brings to the table on this one. Absolutely. Me too. I'm I am as as I expected to be. Uh, very much inspired and already have se- several ideas for some music stuff to do how to how to send us underwater and all that good all that good stuff so uh, i am pumped for this song promise oh my gosh it's gonna be so so fun i think i'm going to ask jay uh, is there a place that you would like people to find you should they be like you know that 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 jay kid was pretty cool <laughs> I want some more of that. Where can, is there a way that, or is it just sort of like an exclusive uh, Frankenstein's jukebox sort of situation? It's a little of that. I mean, I don't have any, like, uh, any serious, like, uh, professional uh, web space. Um, I've got uh, an Instagram, jzeta.vo, um, which is for my voice acting uh, adventures. I don't post there very often. I'll only just post there if I have something, some new project that I'm working on, uh, stuff like that. Um, so that's a place you can find me. And uh, tomorrow night, I am auditioning for Brigadoon uh, with Carrie Players. So um, anybody who's in the Ooh. Raleigh area, by the time this comes out, hopefully the cast will have been announced and maybe I'm in Brigadoon, but maybe not. So I, I am very excited for that prospect. I will <laughs> be there with bells on. Yes. I haven't decided who I want to audition for yet, though. I could, yeah. I could try to do like a really thick Scottish accent and do all that sort of thing, but I also kind of want to be like the Han Solo, which is like the the best friend character who's like, I don't believe in your fairy tale magic, you know. <laughs> I haven't decided. They both sound like they'd be fun, so yeah, that's what it's all about. I think you'd be great in in either role. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Cool. Well, we will put that information in the show notes, and uh, I'm not going to tell listeners in the area if you don't see Jay's name in the cast to do any sort of uh, action or anything. Well, at I mean, all. support support the arts. Oh, wow. Whether I'm in Brigadoon or not, it's worth going to see. For right? sure, do something with the arts. That's it. Should Jay not call be to in action? Go yes. see some people. Protest the arts if Jay's not in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the arts the way we want it, or nothing. The arts exactly. have had it too good for too long. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All that Sitting funding the they castle. consistently get denied. <laughs> it's only helping them make better art. <laughs> we tell ourselves. Cool. Well, this has been just a blast. Simply the blast. If you would like to follow uh, me on social media, I sort of in a similar way, uh, I'll tweet occasionally. Um, and uh, that is at Unabashed James. Um, and uh, I'll tweet, basically, I'll retweet stuff when episodes of me come out. And then sometimes, like last night, I'll be watching National Treasure and I'll be tickled by a line. So I'll just tweet a little <laughs> line from National Treasure out. <laughs> and uh, that's me. Uh, Daniel, where can you be found on uh, the internet? I can be found in most places at Dantendo64. Uh, I have decided this year I'm going to get back into uh, posting puzzles that I make a lot yes. more. Yes. Uh, because I've had a few of those pop up on my Facebook memories. It's like, oh, I miss doing that. Uh, so once things slow down at work a little bit, which should be in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to delve a little bit more into uh, earnest puzzle making and uh, get back to posting those. So I'll be posting those on my uh, Twitter um, and probably also my Instagram uh, which both are Dantendo64. So uh, follow me there. I'm also on okay. Blue Sky. I'm going to try and post on Blue Sky if I remember to do that. 2023 was also a, a, a year for uh, 
other things besides Twitter being things that people started doing. Yes. Like threads and such. Yes. Blue sky and things. Oh, I never use threads. Going outside. Going outside. <laughs> that's the that's I the haven't, bit I haven't of downloaded that's that one. Part. What is the, uh... it's the it's it's the OG blue sky. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, sounds like it needs uh, an update. Um, so, <laughs> uh, if you want to follow uh, this show, that's at Frank's Jukebox. And uh, if you want to follow our network that we're on, Scavengers Network is on Twitter at Scavengers Net. Yeah, uh, this is the 2023 episode. But uh, if you think that we're not going to start in on 1989, the year uh, next uh, next time, you are mistaken. Because like. That's what the next one is. I don't know why you'd think we wouldn't do that. So that is going to do it for us for this time. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Jamie. I'm Daniel. I'm Jay. I'm also here. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) we do that and sometimes we don't. And we'll see you last year. Or like, you know, decades and decades. Decades. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.